Hi, I'm Stephen Little. Welcome to That Was Awesome, where I interview people that have been a part of something that I thought was awesome. And whether or not you shared my excitement about that particular thing, I think you'll find the behind the scenes stories interesting. Before we get to today's interview, I want to talk about something that I got to do that I thought was awesome. And it does actually tie into today's guest. As a graphic designer and Georgia Tech fan, there are four dream projects that I'd love to work on. I'd love to design either of Georgia Tech's football or men's basketball uniforms, or the basketball court, or the football field, and I actually got to do one of those. Uh, Backing up 10 years ago, I started a blog creatively called The Sports Design Blog, which you can find at thesportsdesignblog.com. Uh, And when I was writing on that, uh, which I did for about three years, I wrote a few posts about Georgia Tech's brand and uniforms and how it needed an update. And seven or eight years ago, it really, really did need an update. It has since gotten one and is much better now. But before I stopped writing, a former football player at Georgia Tech, Sean Bedford, who was my very first guest, reached out to me um, because of one of the posts about Georgia Tech's brand that I had written. Um, And as I mentioned in that episode, after putting together a presentation with him and showing it to some people and years of just kind of consulting for free on the side and and getting to know the people in the athletic department there and sharing some thoughts about uh, some work they were doing and the brand. Uh, I eventually did start doing some freelance work for them and I've been doing some for two years now. Uh, It's largely uh, posters and the occasional logo, lots of t-shirts, things like that. Um, But when I saw in June that Georgia Tech was getting rid of their grass field that they've had for quite a while and switching to turf, I immediately scrambled to mock up some field designs and sent it to them and just kind of said, you know, we're, we're switching to a turf field. If if you're looking for a new design, I'd love to be involved. Uh, and they did invite me to the first meeting. And when I got that invite, I went to town and made a 36-page presentation full of ideas, ranging from the most expected kind of boring designs to crazy out there, never going to happen designs. Um, I tried a whole lot of things. And, um, long story short, I did end up getting to design the field, um, you know, worked with the team there to show them the concepts, but I was the designer on it, which was a total dream come true. Like I said, I tried some stuff that was out there. Uh, I went in thinking it was going to be a permanent field design stitched into the turf, like most turf fields are, but it turns out they're painting it every week, which gives them a lot of flexibility to do different things or, you know, host things that aren't football games at the stadium. Um, so a lot of the ideas I did were out from the beginning, but that was fine. I, you know, wanted something a little more traditional. Um, I had a couple unique elements get cut late in the process. Everybody liked them, but due to rules around how they met at the goal line and some stuff that they wanted to include on the sidelines, they got thrown out. So I was a little bummed to see those go, but I'm obviously super excited and proud that I got to work on it. And I am really excited about a couple unique pieces I got to add. Coach Collins wanted to represent Georgia Tech's four national championships on the field. So I put four trophies at the back of the end zones um, and they wanted some representation of ATL on the field. So I created an ATL mark or logo that they put on the field and have already put on two hats that Coach Collins has been wearing all the time um, and a mask that they're giving out to donors and things like that. So it's really cool to see. I'm super excited that I got to work on it. I still kind of can't believe it. And um, you can read a lot more about it on thesportsdesignblog.com where I wrote my first post in eight years. Uh, included a lot of images and um, more detail about the process. I couldn't share the the concepts that, that didn't make it or that um, we threw out, but uh, there were a lot and there were some that were super crazy, but it was a lot of fun to work on. 
I said it ties into today's guest, who is Santino Stancato, who Georgia Tech fans may know as Morpheus. He, uh, until very recently, was the brand manager for the Georgia Tech football team. Uh, but before I get to him, uh, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe to it and rate it in Apple Podcast app or iTunes. That's how you can support the show. Uh, please follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TWAwesomePod. And you can follow me on Twitter at Steven underscore Little. That's S-T-E-V-E-N underscore Little. I'll put links to things Santino and I talk about in the show notes, which you can find in your podcast app or at thatwasawesomepodcast.com. So about the guest, Santino Stancato, a.k.a. Morpheus, was until very recently the brand manager for Georgia Tech football, where he spent 21 months creating a ton of photo, video, and design content. Before that, he was with Coach Jeff Collins at Temple, and before that, he spent time with the Brooklyn Cyclones, Marshall University, and his alma mater, Bloomsburg. He just left Georgia Tech to become the head of creative and brand strategy at J1S Creative, who works with Georgia Tech. All right, well, welcome, Santino. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. So let's start back at the beginning. Tell me where you grew up and who's in your family. Yeah, so uh, I grew up in Hazleton, Pennsylvania. Um, you know, raised, raised by, by my parents, uh, Nicole and Frank, I have three younger brothers. Oh, well. Um, yeah, yeah. My <laughs> mom, God bless her. Uh, <laughs> she was the only woman in the house. So she, uh, she did a, she did a nice job taking care of all of us and making <laughs> sure that we were staying out of trouble as, as much as possible. So <laughs> awesome. Were you always into drawing or art? Uh, not really. I, I was, I was always in the, to sports growing up. Um, never was a super artistic kid or maybe just never really got my hands on it. And, uh, it, it, it kind of, I started getting involved with, with the graphic design piece once, once I got to college and changed my major multiple times. <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. And that's good to hear for me because I feel like any creative I listen to or interview or read about, you know, grew up drawing, painting, all this stuff. And I'm like you, I didn't at all. Like if not yeah. for the computer, I couldn't do any of that stuff. So <laughs> thank God for the computer yeah, and that we live when we did because I mean, I couldn't have had this job back when you actually had to like draw stuff and cut it out and paste it on stuff. I'd have been horrible. <laughs> Dude, no kidding. I was like, I picked up, a, uh, I started drawing a little bit over quarantine and like my first drawing was absolutely horrific. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, Oh man, I probably, uh, uh, I actually posted it on social media. So the reason I did that was to, to make sure that I continued to draw. Yeah. That's <laughs> because awesome. it would have been, yeah, it would have been so easy to, uh, <laughs> have that be my last drawing ever and just not show it. <laughs> uh, but that was some motivation to kind of, continue to do it and and i got a little bit better but still <laughs> not great <laughs> that's awesome um so your degree that you ended up doing was mass communications right yeah um yeah. was there a graphic design component to that or not even really then in college uh not even really then in college um to to be honest with you so i went to to bloomsburg university and uh it was a, a school really close to my, my hometown. I, I was a half hour away. I was, I was definitely a homebody. Um, wanted to make sure I stayed close to, to my parents. I'd go home and watch uh, football with my dad on Sundays and, nice. uh, kind of just a, a nice little thing to, that I, that I enjoyed doing at the time. Um, but I, I, like I said before, I, I switched majors, uh, my major multiple times. I, I bounced around, 
Um, I was in finance and accounting and I was, <laughs> uh, you know, like I, I bounced around in, in all these different areas. And then, uh, eventually I landed on mass communications and I, and marketing and, and I was able to, to stick with that. Um, but there wasn't really a graphic design component. I think I had one class where, uh, I did a little bit in InDesign, mm-hmm. um, but it was like a flyer. So it was right. <laughs> nothing really to the, to the magnitude of, of what I was doing. And, uh, I was working for the sports information department. Um, and that's how I started kind of like into the sports realm of things. And, uh, some of the schools like Clemson and, uh, Ohio state were doing, you know, really good storytelling on social media and, and standing out, um, from that perspective. So I went home one summer. Mm-hmm. Um, my little brother was, he's 10 years younger than me. So oh, he wow. was in, he was playing little league baseball at the time. And I just wanted to make some extra money. Uh-huh. Uh, so I took some pictures of him and his buddies and, um, I, I set up a table at the opening day, little league with a couple example posters of things that I did in Photoshop and they were horrible. Uh, <laughs> but I made $5,000 in that one day That's uh, insane. selling to the parents. Dude, I was like, I, you know, I was, I was, I think I was like a sophomore junior in college and, and they were okay graphics, you know, they weren't horrible, but they by no means were they, uh, you know, great. But, um, I guess my relationship within the community and stuff probably helped a little bit in that sure. regard. And, and, uh, you know, my brother playing and I'm sure his, all the teammates like that one and <laughs> all awesome. those things. So, uh, but I ended up bringing it back to my boss in the SID department. And, uh, I went from doing like stat crew at, you know, during, during games, mm-hmm. um, so he was like, okay, you're going to run our social media and that's oh, wow. all you're going to do for us. <laughs> and I was like, okay, cool. I was like, I'm, I'm totally cool with that. That's awesome. So you were running it both from a content perspective and the creation of the graphics, like the whole thing. For the most part. I mean, Bloomsburg's a, a D2 school, so they, they don't have the resources that we, that we had at Georgia tech and that sure. we had at temple while I was there. And, uh, it was, it was kind of all hands on deck. Um, we still weren't storytelling from a recruiting perspective, but we were acting as like a somewhat of a media outlet, you know, Mm -hmm. um, just game updates, game scores, player of the weeks, those types of things. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, prior to working in that department, did you think you wanted to work in sports or was that just kind of, Hey, this is a possibility and led you down that path. So I, I actually, I'm interested in hearing your take on this too, <laughs> sure. because like, uh, there's not a lot of information on like how to begin working in sports, right? There's, right. there's not a lot of, there's, there's very little information on it. And when you go to a, like Bloomsburg was a small school, they didn't have like a sports management program or one of these programs that maybe pushes you more in that type of direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so to be honest with you, I was just doing it for, for fun. I didn't think it was going to turn into a, to a career for myself or, right. you know, you, you go home and, um, my parents never did this, but like you say that you want to work in sports. And I think people are like, 
well, you know, <laughs> like, is that really, are you going to make money doing that? Right. <laughs> or is that like a realistic thing for you to do? So, yeah. uh, from that perspective, I don't think I was ever sitting in my seat saying like, Oh, I'm going to go, you know, do this. I, I didn't think it was, it's very glamorized and I didn't mm-hmm. know necessarily how to get in. Um, but, but yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, it's interesting, like you said, and it's changed a ton in the last like 10 years or so, for example, but like, yeah, I, I certainly, you know, 10, 15 years ago, if you told someone I want to work in sports, well, there wasn't this sports design and social media industry that meant like, what do you want to be a GM? Like, what does that mean? Like you want to be the president <laughs> of a team? You want to, you know, work in ticket sales? Like, what does that even mean? Or in media? Right. And there's right. a few schools that pump most of the, there's the Syracuse and Northwesterns of the world pumping out all these journalists, but yeah, I don't, it, I, it means something different now and you can come from anywhere and do anything. And it's, there are opportunities. I don't know now, cause I'm not coming out of college. Like if they are teaching people or showing people how to find it, but, um, you know, it's with anything, it's a lot of who, you know, or just opportunities you stumble into, right? Like, um, exactly. so, but there are definitely more jobs in sports now than ever, uh, because of the way it's covered. And I mean, so your job, we haven't got your previous job. We haven't gotten to yet, for example, but like when I came out of, so I, in undergrad at Georgia tech, I was not a design major. That's actually not a major there. I went to design school after that. When I got out of school, I was like, man, I'd love to work for Georgia tech. And I just kind of looked it up. And there wasn't a designer in Georgia Tech athletics because right. this was 2008 and very few schools had them because um, Twitter was brand new and, yep. you know, th- there just wasn't that much of a need for it and they would outsource other stuff and it didn't exist. And now every athletic department in the country has a department, let alone a designer. Um, it's unbelievable how yeah. it's grown so, so quickly. Yeah, so crazy. Um but yeah, I, I just didn't know if, yeah, that was, you said you grew up loving sports. If it was always like, I want to work in it. But to your point, like, what did that even mean? Like what opportunities would there have been out there to work in it? Yeah. Cause you, you kind of like, I, I look back at it and, and I might've like, you know, I might've said, Oh, I want to work in sports. But like you, you mentioned, it's almost like you were speaking to, you want to go be a GM <laughs> right. or you want to go be a president and like, right not that that's out of the question by any means, but like right. there's 32 DMs, <laughs> exactly. you know, in the <laughs> NFL. So there's not a lot. <laughs> and, uh, so, so, you know, it, it, it was, it was interesting how, how the whole thing came to fruition. Um, but like you said, it's grown so much and, and there's people from like my hometown now that reach out to me, um, and, and ask me about like how I've gotten into the industry and how I've started working in sports and, uh, the graphic design, social media aspect has opened up so many doors for, for so many, you know, people coming from different areas. It's so cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, so right out of, or I think right out of college, you spent some time with the Brooklyn Cyclones and Marshall. Um, how did those opportunities come up? Uh, yeah, so I got, I was graduating. Right. And, and again, really had no idea what I wanted to do. I had some of that, that experience in sports info. Um, I knew I didn't really want to do statistics. It isn't my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I started looking for jobs and, and I got offered a job at Yelp, um, in New York city where mm-hmm. my now fiance was living. And I was like, I, I should probably take this cause it was, you know, 
it was like my first offer. I was like, yeah. I gotta, what kind of job was it? I think it was like an account executive type position. Okay. I think I would have been, been, uh, you know, searching for new business and, mm-hmm. and, uh, those things. But, uh, it, it wasn't really like, I wasn't passionate about it. So I started yeah. looking into, to sports jobs because, uh, you know, I was like, well, let's see what's out there. Right. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, I was applying for jobs that were way out of my league and, <laughs> and, and eventually I kind of realized that I was doing that. And I reached out to, uh, the Brooklyn Cyclones minor league baseball team. Uh, they had an internship open Okay. and, um, I turned down the job uh, at Yelp. And I was like, I'm going to do this internship for the Brooklyn Cyclones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really know much about it. And I went in for an interview and the boss, my boss, Billy Harner, uh, he interviewed me and he was like, so where do you live? And I was like, well, I live in Pennsylvania right now. He's <laughs> like, well, we're paying eight bucks an hour and this is New York city. <laughs> right. And I was like, I was like, yeah, I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I get that. I was like, I, I don't know how I'm going to make that work, but, uh, what the Brooklyn Cyclones ended up doing was I was able to stay at the hotel during the internship Oh wow! Um, that the players were staying in. If I drove the van back and forth <laughs> from the stadium to the hotel. So I was like, I was like, yeah, boss, sign me up for that. I'm That's down. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's cool. Cause I don't know how much you follow baseball, but like some of the guys that we were staying uh, with at the hotel are now um, in the league. Pete Alonzo, uh, mm-hmm. was there with us. He's, he's been doing a really nice job with the Mets. Um, That's awesome. Justin Dunn's pitching with Seattle right now. And, and he was there at the time. And, um, I'm sure there's several more that I'm missing, but, uh, it was, it was super cool. And I did that for a few months and, um, <laughs> then I bounced to Marshall, uh, to do an externship. And that was a, a marketing position. Um, I did that for, I think it was like between six and eight months. And funny thing is they actually housed me too. Um, <laughs> I made like a stipend and, and they housed me and I was <laughs> like, you know, I wasn't making a lot of money, but I was making enough to pay for food and gas. Yeah. Uh, and, and I didn't have to worry about the housing. And, and then eventually, um, while I was at Marshall, um, the Brooklyn Cyclones called me, uh, prior to their, their next season. And they actually hired me full time. Okay. Um, and I was there for a season and, um, man, truly, I mean, grateful for, for both those opportunities. Cause I got to learn so much in such a short amount of time over, over that 15 month span, right out of school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to wear so many different hats and, in marketing and branding and communication and, and, as, like the strategy behind it. it, it, it really helped me, uh, get ready for, for what my job was at temple with, with yeah. coach Collins. That's awesome. I assume the second go around with the cyclones, you had to find your own housing. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> you're going to, so you'll laugh at this. Uh, so yes, I had to find my own housing. Uh, so Jen, she, she was working in New York at that point in time. And we got a little studio apartment together and it was like, um, it was, the studio was like $2,000 a month. I'm sure. And, it was like, like, it was like a, probably your closet size. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, the, it, it was funny. Cause like, you know, you're not making a lot of money in minor league baseball. So like 
during the off season, I was there from like January to January for March, April, I'd say like April. Um, I was, I had to find work, right. Oh, wow. Extra work to pick up. So mm-hmm. from January, I think I did it for two months. I was working at New York sports club as like a glorified janitor. <laughs> um, so I was working from Brooklyn Cyclones from seven to five and from six to 11 at night, wow. uh, six to 12 at night. I was working as the, the cleaner of, um, <laughs> the weight room equipment <laughs> and, uh, oh, man. <laughs> and, and, and I did that for a little bit. And then after a while I was like, well, let me see if I could freelance. Um, <laughs> and I picked a, I was able to freelance a couple hundred bucks, uh, in the next two months. And then we were in season and I was making enough overtime wise to, to, you know, you're there baseball every single day, all yeah. day long. So, um, but it was unbelievable experience. It really That's was. Awesome. It was, it was so fun. That's awesome. And I don't know if you know the Brooklyn Cyclones logo. I don't know if you're familiar with Todd Radom, but he's a, a legend in the sports design pace, designed that logo. I mean, several years ago, I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a classic. Um, that's awesome. So then you mentioned Temple was your next stop. How did that uh, come to be? Um, so I was, I was looking for, for the next step after, after that season with the Brooklyn Cyclones. Um, and I applied for, dude, I, I mean, like I knew of Temple, right? So, cause they're not far from my hometown. They're two hours away. Mm-hmm. They, uh, had a job opening and I, I just blindly, blindly applied. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's not too many of those jobs that you get calls back, for, <laughs> right. but, but one thing I did that I, th- I think everybody should do, especially when you do work like we do, that's so tangible. Um, and that people can see is I started just like making temple graphics. Oh, yeah. And what I did was I sent them to, uh, who the job description said what my boss was going to be. Uh, so she ended up calling me, uh, Morgan Siegfried and, uh, she brought me in for an interview and I interviewed and they said, uh, so we're going to drive you out to coach Collins house and you're going to meet with coach Collins. And I was like, Whoa, (laughs) I was like, is this, is this real? Like, am I, am I really, am I really doing that? And, um, it was, I guess their last day of camp. Okay. Um, so that's why he was at the house. Uh, it was like late August or early September at the time. And, and was this, I'm sorry, was this his, his first season? Like he had not yet coached a game at temple. He has not yet coached okay. a game. No, <laughs> hasn't coached a game yet at temple. So they bring me into his house and, uh, I didn't really know what to expect. Right. Like I was, I think at the time I was like 22 or 23 mm-hmm. and I'm not much older now, but I was kind of like naive to to the magnitude of what that experience was going to be. Right. So Mm -hmm. like we go into his house and, um, he was awesome about it. Right. Like I probably was like a nervous kid that just like (laughs) made kind of cool graphics at the time. (laughs) And, and, uh, he was, he was really, really good about it. And and he, he, he brought me in and, uh, I think a couple of days later they gave me a call and offered me the job. And, um, it was, I mean, like a true blessing uh, getting that job and, and being able to, to work with those guys. That's awesome. And were you in the whole athletic department across sports for part of that time or were you football from day one at temple? Uh, (laughs) so, so they hired me at athletics. Okay. 
um, initially. And like, I think that lasted like a week <laughs> and, and, and then, and then like one day they were like, okay, so we're actually going to put your office over at the foot. Like the football facility was, was off from the athletic, um, offices and, and they put me, they put me over in football and, uh, the man, my, my life that, you know, it changed from there truly mm-hmm. with, with the people that I, that I met on that staff and, um, the stuff that we were being able to accomplish and, and do it. It was, it was such a ride. That's awesome. So were your duties there pretty similar to what they ended up being at Georgia tech that we'll get to like, I mean, everything recruiting, photography, videography, graphics, all that stuff. Um, for the most part, uh, I, I didn't do as much, um, photography and, and, uh, and video capturing, um, like the, the video side of it, I, I didn't have to capture as much content. I was more, uh, pushing, pushing the content. I was still doing a lot of the graphic design was still doing a lot of the recruiting and internal branding. Um, but, but did not have to, to play around so much with, with the capturing of the content. That was something new that I had to start, um, doing once I got to Georgia tech. Okay. Um, and so coach Collins obviously liked you a lot and invited you, I guess, two years later to come with him to Georgia tech. How hard of a decision was that? Uh, to come to Georgia tech. Yeah. To follow him there basically. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I mean, it was not a hard decision at all. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not a hard decision at all. He, he, uh, so he got the job and, uh, I mean, you know, like for me, you want success for people, right? Like the people around you, you want success. He got this job at Georgia tech, which is home for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, one of his dream schools and, and he got the job and, and I was, you know, I was so excited and, and, um, you know, I think when a, when a coach moves on, you kind of don't know who's going and, and who, you know, you don't know what's necessarily going to play out. Uh, and you just got to control what you can control. So he, uh, he, he called me and, and, um, he offered me, he offered me the job down at Georgia tech and, uh, I was ecstatic and I would have said yes, uh, right on the spot. But I was like, (laughs) I just got engaged. So I was like, let me talk to my fiance <laughs> quick. <laughs> uh-huh. Wise man. Wise man. Yeah. I was like, let me just double check with Jed. But I was like, I'm pretty sure it's going to be a yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so <laughs> he called me. He was so busy, right? Recruiting oh, sure. that, that class when he first got hired. And he was like by himself because the yep. whole staff was still a temple. Mm-hmm. Um, so when he called me, it was actually midnight. Oh, wow. He called me at midnight and he's like, Hey man, like, uh, you know, I want to bring you down here. You know, all the, you know, I, I think you did a great job at temple, all those different things. Uh, he's like, you know, I love you. Well, I wanted to want you to come down here. And I was like, yeah, let me talk to Jen. <laughs> I woke her up and then like at 7am the next morning I called him. I was that's like, awesome. yep, we're good. I was like heading to Atlanta. So that's awesome. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah, crazy. It was, it was exciting. It was, it was, uh, really cool experience. And I, I'm, again, just like I, 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 coach Collins has been, uh, unbelievable person and uh, that I've been able to learn from and, and grow with, uh, during my career. And, and dude, the creativity with that guy is, is, is just, it's off the charts and, and 
not just for a football coach, for like right. creative people. <laughs> His creativity is just off the charts. It's insane. Yeah, I want to get to that. And I mean, it's obviously a huge compliment to you that a football coach would bring a brand manager or a designer or whatever your title may have been at Temple with him. I mean, that's not normal, right? Like, that's awesome that he invited you. And, and like you yeah. said, I'm just curious about working with him. It's clear. Maybe it's because I'm a designer and I see it, but I think it's clear to a lot of people. He he gets marketing. He gets branding. I think I saw a quote from you that if he wasn't a football coach, he would like run a marketing agency. He gets that Absolutely. stuff and he loves it too. Like that's great for you as a creative on a football team. Like what is it like working with and for him? Phenomenal. I mean, like, uh, I've, I've heard, I've heard stories about other coaches that, that, you know, don't care so much about the marketing or don't care so much about branding and social media and all those things because coach did care and does care. Uh, you get all the access in the world to create freely. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's what every creator wants. They, they want to be able to, to create freely for, for the program that they're working for and, and not have to be, you know, tied down and bogged down to, to these access obstacles or, um, whatever, whatever kind of comes up. So, so, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, the, he held me to a high standard, you know, yeah. as he does everybody else in the program. And I, I think, uh, that's what makes him so special, right? Like he allows you to work freely, but you're also being held accountable and, and you have to work hard and you have to produce. And, um, you know, we've, we, we clearly did that over the, over that span. And, um, again, man, like I can, I can talk about it all day. He's, he's one of a kind. And, uh, if you, if you have a coach that, that is behind, um, the creative and the storytelling and, and the marketing of a program, uh, you should be, you should, you should be forward to, to, for that because he just, um, made my job easy. You know, he was always there to back me. He was like, he, he's phenomenal. That's awesome. So so good to hear. And it, it certainly looks that way from the outside, but it's, you know, great to hear that that's how it is. Where did the uh, nickname Morpheus come from? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so th- it started at Temple. Um, it started at Temple and, and we were in a staff meeting and I'm brand new. And my seat is like, so there's the table and the full-time coaches are all at the table. Coach Collins is at the head of the table and I was in the back of the room and there's like seats lined up on the outside. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm directly in front of coach Uh and his vision, like his line of sight. So (laughs) I'm sitting there and I didn't really know anything about like being in these football staff meetings. Like I would listen and, and pay attention and try to understand like the football aspect the best I could. And, uh, you know, but he started, he started talking to a Morpheus and I kind of just was like looking around the room and I was like, who in God's name is Morpheus? I was like, who is that? And he said it multiple times. And like I said, like I'm in his like line of like, we're looking right at each other and I'm realizing it seems as if he's speaking to me (laughs) (laughs) and he's going Morpheus, Morpheus. And I'm like, Oh, he's actually, that's, (laughs) that's me. Okay. (laughs) And he was, he was talking to me and, uh, that's, that's kind of how it came about now. Like 
coach Collins does, does everything like with reason. And, uh, we've really branded the Morpheus thing, uh, (laughs) you know, up. So it was, uh, it became like kind of a cool thing, but like coach Collins has, has nicknames for, for everyone in in the building. Uh, I know you've, you've probably met Kane and and they call him Diablo. And, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, there's several guys that that have names throughout the building and, and it was just, yeah, it just, he said it and it stuck, man. That's awesome. They didn't all get their nicknames in an ESPN article though that <laughs> that made them very well known. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a uh, that was that was something, man. Who who would have thought? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so for those not familiar, explain. I kind of mentioned it before, but like all that you did at Georgia Tech. I mean, especially and and like how did you end up adding photography and videography to that? You basically not did it all yourself, but did it all like did every piece of it at some point. Yeah. And I'll, I'll take a step back to this. And, um, so I wasn't very practiced in videography and photography when I was at temple. Right. I, I picked up a camera when I absolutely needed to. Um, but I was again, like I wouldn't have called myself a photographer by any means. Um, but the football culture, uh, you know, pushes you past, uh, the limits that you set for yourself. Right. And, and coach Collins does a really good job developing, you know, the people in the room and, uh, putting them in situations where you have to grow. Um, and, and that's, I think that's one of the coolest things that, that he's could have, he could have done for me. Um, and, uh, at temple, I didn't have to touch a camera because, there was, there was more people in the building that, that were equipped to from the athletic standpoint. Uh, when, when I got to Georgia tech and we kind of started from ground zero a little bit, uh, there were, there were needs that like we had to fill. Mm -hmm. So I, I came into Georgia tech and I was lucky that, um, I mean, you know, Simmit and, um, Ryan wise at the time and, Brittany McCormick, they were all there and, and they were kind of, you know, holding down the fort and, uh, you know, coach Collins just comes in and does something different. So (laughs) we, we, we came in and, uh, we, we did kind of start from, from square one to try to build everything up. But there was, there was needs of, of me having, having to pick up a camera and, um, same thing for, for Brittany. She did a really good job. She wasn't, uh, a photographer at the time. And, uh, I would say Brittany's a great photographer <laughs> at this point now, you know? So, uh, I think again, football kind of just pushing you past the limits that, that you think you have for yourself. And, uh, it was, it was awesome and, and, uh, really enjoyed it. The, to, to kind of go back to your, your question of like what I did exact, like what I, what I did at temple or at Georgia tech, sorry. Um, it, it was a lot of everything, right? Like I had to wear a lot of different hats and I think having that job as in with the Brooklyn cyclones, uh, prior to, uh, you know, you have to wear a lot of hats in minor league baseball and, uh, same thing, you know, through your career, the more hats you can wear and the more, uh, of a capacity that you could have within an organization, uh, equals value that you bring to it. And for me, I was always just trying to make sure things got done. And I'm very particular in the way things get done. 
and I just want to be the best, right? I want to recruit the best. I want to make my graphics the best. I want to have the best photos on our Instagram feed. I want to uh, make sure that we have the best content. I want to make sure everybody knows who coach Collins is and Luke Corrales is and coach choice and coach Burton and Thacker mm-hmm. and, um, storytelling what our program is like day to day. And, and that was my main job, right? Like make sure that fans recruits and everyone who engages within the program, uh, sees what we do to day to day and spread that, um, nationally. And, uh, you know, I think, I think we did a good job in, in that. And, uh, it, it just comes down to communication and, and branding, man, like branding so big in college football now and people don't even realize it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like you said, it, it took a noticeable step up when coach Collins and you guys arrived. And I mean, there are some super talented people that are there and we're already there like Tyler and the design department and stuff, but just the access to the football team and the posting of all the videos and photos from practice and stuff like just a glimpse at those guys lives and days like is awesome for fans and for recruiting. Like you said, um, how much of what you did was for recruiting? I imagine a lot of it like graphics wise and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so I'd say like everything that I, I do is based off of recruiting. You know what I'm saying? And Mm -hmm. I, I think people, people, um, to, to put that into perspective, right. It, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily doing building content for recruits, but like right. if you're creating social content the right way and you're storytelling the right way, your content's geared towards the recruits, right? Your content should also be geared towards the fans mm-hmm. and the other people engaging because like they care about the same things, right? They want to see the inside access to what Georgia tech football is. Mm -hmm. And for us, it was just showcasing who we were as a program. And, and luckily um, the people that are in our program, they make it super easy to do that. Right. Like coach Lou Corrala and his motivational speeches, (laughs) right? right? Like I wasn't sitting there being like, Hey, coach Lou, say this, say this speech. (laughs) Uh, he's just being who he is and I'm just pointing a camera in the direction, um, and making sure that people see it. Um, and I'm distributing it. So like coach Collins does a, did a really good job, like surrounding the program with people who bring high energy and, um, can do that for a culture. And, and the reason he does that, uh, is, is when, when you build, when you surround yourself with, you know, like-minded people and people that bring that type of juice and bring that type of energy. Um, and then you put that out on social media when the recruit comes to Georgia tech and, and sees that it's the same thing that that's happening on social media and it's super authentic and it's super real that draws them to the program. For sure. Right. Yeah. Like if, if, if you're like that on social media and we're depicting a message of something we're not on social and then they come to campus and none of who we are right. <laughs> is, is what we're depicting, then you, you're lying. You know, right. you, you, you become a liar and, and, um, you know, we, we, we are who we are and we promote who we are as that. And, um, there's draw because of the energy and the juice, man. I mean, like it, it's a special, special place. 
For sure. I can tell you spend a lot of time with Coach Collins because you've got some of his isms in your speech now. You got the juice and you <laughs> oh, got yeah. control of things you can control and like, <laughs> control the controllables. Yeah, you sound like Coach the, Collins. I all like the it. Buzzwords. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Or maybe you came up with him. Maybe he's spending too much time with you. I don't know. Um <laughs> Man, we've been we've been on each other's hip for four years, so I would yeah. imagine that we uh <laughs> there's some there's some crossover there. That's awesome. Um so I guess that takes us to, uh, you will, you'll be missed for sure. You recently made the decision to go to J1S creative. Um, tell me about that decision and that, that opportunity. Yeah. So, um, we, we ended up hiring J1S, uh, back in, in, I think it was like January or February and we came out and, uh, a little bit later with the announcement that we were, that we were working with them. And the reason I went and I sought a uh, agency like them out, they worked with Oklahoma um, prior and did a really good job on national signing day. And the reason I went and I sought them um, out to, to come to Georgia tech was uh, there's a need for, for an agency like that in a program. And, and the reason being is, is athletic programs aren't equipped to handle the bandwidth of, of what a agency can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it doesn't matter how many people you have. I mean, they had Oklahoma had, had people jumping out of helicopters <laughs> and I think I'm one of the best creators in the country. And I was like, I can't figure out how to do that. I don't know how to get permits for that. I don't know how <laughs> to get licensing for that. You know, like, and, and that's me kind of just being, you know, a little bit transparent with you. Like mm-hmm. there's just not enough people in an athletic program to realistically get that done. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on the, on the flip side of that, from a recruiting perspective, uh, everything with the name image likeness is, is coming up. Yep. Right. And, uh, I wanted to set myself and, and Georgia tech up to be successful, uh, when, when all that happens, right. Nobody knows what it's going to look like. And there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of, uh, misinformation out there about like, you know, players going to be able to make X, Y, and Z. Nobody knows what the true parameters Mm -hmm. of this whole thing is going to be. But I think because, uh, we went and we signed an agency that can pull social listening and, and figure out, you know, statistics that, uh, again, an athletic department doesn't have access to, mm-hmm. um, sets us up for, for huge success, um, you know, down the line and, and, uh, sets our more importantly, not, not just Georgia tech, but like sets our student athletes up for success, right? Like right. Th- they don't have access to those numbers either. And when we partner and when we have those things and the players can now leverage those numbers to go get deals, um, whatever those numbers look like, um, you know, we're setting them up to have the most success. And, uh, you know, that, that's what was important to me. And you mentioned name image likeness, which was the next question on my list, but it's coming, like you said, and we don't know exactly what it means, but coach Collins and you and Georgia tech for that matter, seem to be on the forefront of it, of it. A lot of teams have now done it, but, um, maybe it's cause I followed Georgia tech stuff, but I didn't really see anybody before Georgia tech, like signing guys like Jeremy Darlow and agencies like J1S now Darlow's all over the place. Um, 
but it seems like Coach Collins and Georgia Tech um, and you were kind of on the forefront of that. Is that is that accurate? Yeah. So so I I I, I like to think so. So I'll kind of go back even to our time at Temple. Um, Coach Collins named me the first brand manager in college football. Nice. Okay. So that shows the foresight that he has for for what this is, right? What branding means to an athlete. Um, he would, when I was at Temple, one of the first things he did was he handed me Jeremy Darlow's book, uh, Brands Wins Championships. Yep. And he said, this is our Bible. That's awesome. And I took it, I read it, I digested it, I read it again. And, um, you know, me and him kind of went back and forth and then Jeremy had that, uh, book athletes are brands too. And yep. we dove into that one and, you know, me and coach had very, you know, many, many conversations on, on branding the program. And like I said, I was on his hip. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the important thing for us, uh, was, was always, always pushing to, to have the foresight of, of how these things would change. And coach Collins is like, he lets his, his players tweet, right? Like we're tagging the players. Mm -hmm. They have, um, thousands and thousands of pictures, uh, coming in from camp and like lifting and all these different things that we're covering. Um, which is, which is all, all good and dandy. But I think for me as NIL was approaching and, and for coach as well, it was like, okay, like anyone can pass photos, right? Like I, I can text the players photos and say, Hey man, go tweet this. And Mm -hmm. that's all good. And that's part of branding and that's part of marketing yourself and creating content for yourself. But like, what is the next step? Right. Right. And, um, there, there was two sides of it. So it was the educating piece, uh, for the student athlete. And we did that, but I also think we, we had to do it more and coach Collins agreed. And, uh, we signed that we were the first school to, to sign Jeremy Darlow, uh, and, and have that partnership. And, uh, he did like an education, uh, it's a branding education course on how to build your brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of filled that perspective. And then the J one S side again was they have tools and they have creative capabilities that an athletic program doesn't have. So it was like, okay, we need to go out and, and leverage this. So when we educate our players, they have top tier content that is going to blow other, other programs and other athletes out of the water. Mm -hmm. And, and that's kind of my mindset. Like I want to win. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I want my, I want, I want Wanya Thomas and Tariq Carpenter and uh, Malachi Carter and Jalen camp and all those guys to have the best content in the country. And um, I wasn't going to do it by myself. Right. <laughs> right. And me, Tyler and Brad and, and, um, you know, Simmit and all those guys, like we didn't have the bandwidth to do it. So I was kind of in the the mindset of like, okay, like let's go hire this agency mm-hmm. and let's kind of get this thing rolling and, and do it big. <laughs> and, and that's what, that's what we set out to do. So, um, it, it kind of, you know, it, it worked out in a funny way, but, uh, and it, it's, 
it's going to be a really cool thing uh, as this thing continues down the road uh, and, and it all comes, you know, comes to fruition and, and uh, it, you know, it's only a matter of time now. Yeah. That's awesome. It's coincidental. This week is major level creative connect, which is a sports design conference or it's a conference for designers for the most part at sports teams, but also like myself, like at media companies and stuff. And the conversations I've been having this week um, and last year at the conference, when I saw you in Atlanta um, is that everyone in this industry, whether it's professional teams or college teams is overworked. And like you said, like there's just no way, especially with this uh, name image likeness stuff coming that, that any creative department in a college could handle that on top of what they're already doing, which is what has them overworked to begin with. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. And, and, uh, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't ever like on the flip side of it. I, I wasn't ever really one that was huge into, you know, like as a creative, it's like, you know, an agency's coming in and you're not sure like how to feel about that. And, uh, I was kind of on that side, um, prior. And then in meeting Mike and in working with J1S over the several eight or nine months, um, my perspective completely changed. And, uh, Mike has that football background. So he understands how an athletic department works and, and what the needs are and what the holes are and how we fill them. And, um, that's, I think what the coolest part about J1S is, uh, we used an agency up at temple and they didn't have a sports background. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think we all know when working in sports is that like, it's different. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like it's, it's a, it's a little bit different and, and the demands and the accountability and, and there's a lot of things that, that make sports what it is, but uh, it's definitely a, a different world. And like you said, as, as this whole thing unfolds, I mean, athletic departments aren't going to be able to handle the the, yeah. the workload of, of what's coming. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. Um, let's talk about the football field design. Um, cause, yeah, <laughs> cause it. it's my podcast and it's exciting to me and <laughs> I haven't gotten to talk about it. Um, and you're one of the few people that, you know, um, was part of that too. So, you know, I've known you for a couple of years since you came to tech and this is the first time we, I think I've actually really worked together on anything. Everything that I've done freelance wise has been with, uh, Simmet and Brad on the, on the marketing side and stuff like that. Um, it was a dream come true for me to be able to work on it. And it was a lot of fun. And in the one project I did, you know, kind of indirectly or directly with coach Collins got to see a little bit of like, his vision, a lot of coaches wouldn't really care what's on the field, right? Would say, say like, yeah, whatever, like <laughs> paint our field. But, you know, he came to the table with, I want to represent our four national championships. I want it to be bold and different. I want to represent Atlanta. I want to do all this stuff because he sees the football yeah. field as the biggest canvas that you have, which is what it is, as opposed to some guys who just say like, I need the yard lines to be there so we can like play football. So, <laughs> um I don't really know what I want to talk about. It it was really cool and cool to see a glimpse of that. Um, and fun to work on, of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said, man, like that's, that's the cool thing about working for him, right? Like he's, he's not, uh, like he has ideas of his own. And I think what we ended up doing with the football field is just like, he looks at that, like, like you said, like a canvas, right. And go, 
paint what you think should be on there and here are a couple <laughs> ideas of what I'm thinking and, um, and just go right. And, and make it different. And I think, I think you did such a good job in, in capturing, uh, you know, some of those different pieces and, and making it super unique. Uh, I, I don't think it's, it's a stretch to say that Georgia tech has, has one of the, you know, top most unique uh designs in, in the country you know like i think it's so cool that's awesome man yeah i thank you and I, I i like to think so um and like you said like he had ideas he brought them to the table and just kind of said here are the things i want and even though i wasn't meeting him with, the, with him daily like you or anything like you said i went off tried some stuff and it wasn't like he was then art directing it right like no no no, no. change it like this and this and this he just said like i have ideas you go do your thing. And then like, he basically just kind of signed off on it. Um, which I assume that's a lot of how your relationship was. He's, he's involved and he's smart and he knows it, but he's not, um, a micromanager, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, 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 I mean, he knows how to, how to navigate it. And, uh, you know, there's, again, there's, there's times where, uh, he makes sure that he, he's pushing to the limits and, and making sure that, that, you're holding yourself accountable, you know, and, and pushing yourself to do different. And this was one of those projects where I think we really did push the envelope and, uh, in the right ways. And, and, uh, I think he was, he was super appreciative of it and, and, and how we kind of got it done and got it navigated and pushed it through. And, um, he loves it, man. I mean, that's the, <laughs> that's the coolest part. I, yeah, that's he, awesome. he, he loves the stuff and, uh, it's, it's, it's so cool to have that from a head football coach. Yeah, for sure. It's funny. I remember one of the first times I met him, um, I actually got to go into his office to give him something and I walked in and he was sitting at his desk and he was looking at, um, a, a paper with a bunch of illustrated football players with like uniforms on it. And I thought like, Oh weird. He must be looking at like uniform combination possibilities or something like that. And it wasn't until months later when that ESPN article I mentioned earlier that, that referenced you was in that I realized those were the business cards and he was looking at your work and basically probably, you know, making notes or whatever on your business cards that were a little silhouette of a football player. And I was like, what is he looking at? And the fact that, I mean, I got a little glimpse and saw like he's in there doing what not many football coaches would do or care about looking at business card yeah. designs and very unique ones at that. Um, and, you know, making notes and like, it's just, yeah, it kind of blew my mind that a football coach was doing that. It's, it's, it's so cool. I mean, like, and, and the, the business cards, they, they came out, uh, they, they came out great. We were super pumped about how they turned out. And, uh, the fact that they got some national attention was like, icing on the cake but like to be honest we were like sometimes we we were bouncing that idea off of each other right like let's make this mini football player business card mm -hmm. and it's almost just like it was just fun <laughs> right <laughs> it was yeah. like we we have these like business cards that we can put people's numbers on now yeah it's awesome <laughs> you know like we can what's your favorite number steven and we we you know, put it on there in a gold Sharpie and, and it's yours, you know, and you can kind of get a little piece of you wearing a Georgia, you know, a Georgia tech uniform. And, and, uh, we were just having fun with it. Like it was, it was just a lot of fun, man. It, it's like, we we're joking around and what can we do? Spitballing ideas. And, uh, it was, it was cool, but, um, that was a, that was a fun one to do for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. They're great. Um, 
Before we go, I mean, obviously you were attached at the hip to Coach Collins. You obviously spent a lot of time with the players too. Um, any stories from the last couple of years at Tech that just jump out at you as just funny, good memories, anything like that? Ah, oh, man. Um, yeah, so I probably have a little bit different of a, a viewpoint on this now because I, I like was like at my, at my last, like Florida state was like officially my last Georgia tech game, um, like as an employee for Georgia tech. So, uh, you start reflecting on all those moments a little bit, right? Like, you're like, Oh man, like this is like, uh, you know, you're you're like, wow, this is, this is insane. Uh, this is like my family, right? You spend more time with some of these guys than, than I've spent with Jen. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think from coach Collins perspective, when we first got, when I first got to Atlanta, um, me, him and coach Sonagra, he picked us up. Um, we were, we were at the stadium early in the morning. It was probably like six, six thirty. He scoops us up and, uh, he took me to what we went to waffle house. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, we went to waffle house and, and he took us for just like, uh, I've never been to Atlanta before. Um, so he kind of just took us on a nice, like little cruise and, and showed us the city. And I think that's, that's one thing that I'll probably remember forever. Like we grabbed breakfast and like, how many times do you do that with a, with a head football coach and right. he's going to take his, uh, graphic designer, brand manager, <laughs> photographer for Waffle House, and then they're gonna go cruise around for an hour and a half. Yeah. Um. I, I think I think that was that was a real special moment. Um. There was a moment last year, uh, with the team where we all we all dressed up in costume. Mm-hmm. Um. And we've done this several times. We did the Game of Thrones workout, and yep. that was sick. Um, and like the coaches are doing the workout and like, I mean, it's a workout for us camera guys too. Oh, right? like we're, run, <laughs> we're running around and there's all these different areas and things going on. It's chaos. And, um, but we had a, it was like an end of the summer workout and everybody was just allowed to dress up however they wanted. And, uh, it wasn't really a workout. It was more just like a family bonding exercise type thing. Like I think we played like rock, paper, scissors, shoot. And like, (laughs) like we just some, did some, some goofy, you know, some goofy stuff. And I think, uh, I, I remember that, that day and, and just like the fun and and the pure bliss that like the players had, it, it was just like that, that was a workout. And that was a, a memory that, that I'll cherish forever. And then I'll be honest with you, the, from like a game perspective, uh, Florida state, mm-hmm. that, that game, that game, it was my like final game, man. I, I was <laughs> crying at the end. I was like, I was, I was tearing up and, uh, you know, there's, there's nothing like working in football and, and working for an organization with, you know, with people that you love, you know, like, I love coach Collins and I love Wanye and I love Jalen and, um, Jeff Sims and, uh, Jameer have had some early success and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, obviously we got to know them over the recruiting process. And, um, 
there's so many other guys like, you know, Jack Coco had his first game. Like they, they, there's <laughs> just like all, all those guys, Jordan Williams is doing really well on the field right now. And, and even the guys that don't get as much playing time, um, they're on this, you know, they're pouring their hearts and souls into the team as well and being great teammates and bringing that juice and bringing that energy and, and making sure that like when their number is called, they're prepared. And I think just like going through that whole process, because like we're involved every day, just like the players are, that's just like something that you don't get everywhere. Right. That like feeling of being part of the team. And, uh, it's, it's just such a surreal thing. And, and just like reflecting back, it's just like, uh, again, they're just like family, man. It's it's just, it's just a, it's just a crazy thing. Yeah. You're making me want to go play for Georgia tech. Like, I mean, it it just shows that, I mean, what he's preaching, uh, you know, appears to be very true. Like it is family. They have more fun than any team. And granted, I haven't spent time around other teams, but it sure seems like what he's saying is true, which is awesome. Dude. I mean, uh, Oh, I'll give you another good one. Okay. <laughs> uh, this, sorry. I mean, we, we can, we can wrap up or whatever we need to do. I'll do this but, all night. <laughs> so the, the, we had a snow day. So it was like February or March of our first, of our first year here. And Georgia tech called a snow day mm-hmm. and it didn't even snow. <laughs> and like from where I'm from, man, like it's got to snow like 12 inches. Otherwise, like, you better put your boots on and you better get to school. Oh yeah. Yeah. You missed the you know panic of, of snowmageddon that causes all of our cancellations. Now we, we don't Dude, want that I again. Was, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, Oh my God, there's no snow and there's a snow day. So <laughs> coach Collins was like, um, you know, there's, there's nothing for anybody to do today. They don't have class. Like let's throw a pizza party. So he throws this pizza party. And I remember like, we were just getting close with the guys, right? Like you don't build a relationship in a month, sure, right? It's, it's the, it, it's over a span of time that you really build a relationship. So we're there. Like it had to be like three months at this point and the relationships were, are starting to get stronger and we're building some of those bonds. And, um, coach has this pizza party in the, in Bobby Dodd. And we're like, dudes are rolling around and playing laser tag coach Collins is on the sticks playing Xbox or PlayStation with some of the guys ping pongs going in one room. Like dudes are just like, you know, kicking it back and chilling. And, uh, so like, I don't know. It's just like, who does that? Yeah. That's awesome. Like, it's so easy to just be like, okay, uh, it's a snow day. We're all going to go home and, um, you know, do nothing, go play video games by yourselves or whatever. Right. Uh, but we had a pizza party. <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> and awesome. we were all just like playing laser tag and Bobby Dodd. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so it was a pretty cool little deal. Love it. I love it. Well, well, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, it was a ton of fun for me. Uh, where can people follow you on social media? Yeah. So, uh, at Santino Stancato, um, and and that's on both Instagram and Twitter. And Sounds good. Well, thanks a ton, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you having me, for real. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Like I said, links to things we talked about are in the show notes, which you can find in your podcast app or at thatwasawesomepodcast.com. Please subscribe to and rate the show in Apple Podcast app or in iTunes. That's how you can help the show out. 
You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at TWAwesomePod. And you can follow me on Twitter at S-T-E-V-E-N underscore little. Huge thanks to Santino for coming on and thank you for listening. 